Is it for real? We used to love it, then we watch it. Now we don't know if we like it. Is it for real? Beep, boop, pop, pop, pop. You're listening to. Is it? Is, is it, it real? For real. This is Philip and Katie. Bridget, and that was a robot version, which is it's very exciting. Because both Bridget and I were doing the robot through <laughs> the song, That's and I true. couldn't help myself. So, yeah. That's true. Well, hey, everyone. This week, um, we are, um, it was my pick, and mm-hmm. um, our art director also had a birthday right. um, last week, um, Jeff S. And so he, threw in the art director fiance card and and asked for a pick for this week um and the pick was clifford which is a 1994 movie not to be confused with the big red dog right which we all did and yes even after being told we did yes (laughs) and it turned out that this was a movie that he had wanted to watch as a child but never (laughs) got to and then watched in college once and had some sort of like impression on him um and so yeah we're gonna talk about it today but um also coming in hot on the uh, intro is none other than Kristen W, awesome. who is um, just an awesome lady who I taught high school with back in Maryland. And she is going to tell us about Clifford. You guys ready? Ready. All yes. Right, go. Okay. So Clifford, 1994, great film with Martin Short, who plays a 10-year-old boy named Clifford. His uncle Martin uh, plays by Charles Grodin. And Uncle Martin's fiance, Sarah, who is played by Mary Steenburgen. So the general gist is that Clifford is obsessed with dinosaurs. He uh, goes to stay with his uncle Martin because I think his father like probably had enough of him and like sent him to go stay with his uncle. His uncle has helped to design this thing called Dinosaur Land. So Clifford goes and the entire movie is basically Clifford asking when are we going to dinosaur land? Uncle Martin saying, not yet. And then Clifford being all horny with uh, Sarah behind Uncle, well, in front of Uncle Martin, actually. He's totally hitting on Mary Steenburden's character uh, right in front of Uncle Martin, flouting it, actually. Um, Sarah thinks that Clifford's the cutest thing that ever entered her life. Um, but she doesn't realize that he is pulling these pranks and like pushing his uncle Martin to the point of insanity. It's one of, it's one of those things where when her back is turned, he's doing something horrible to his poor uncle. Um, he has this little pet dinosaur that he calls Stefan. It's like a little plastic brontosaurus or something. Um, and that's, basically the movie i think he does get to dinosaur land at the end it, from what i can remember it's very much like a like a national lampoon's uh vacation with wally world where they by the time they get to the amusement park like shit's already exploded um my sisters and i loved this movie it was something we still have plastic dinosaurs today that we've named stefan so i i highly recommend <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Kristen nice. was like very she like jumped right in to recommend this movie. She said she and her sisters watched it, they loved it, they quoted it. Oh, interesting. And yeah. So 
I mean, we can get into our levels and I can start, um, which <laughs> mine is Big Red Dog because I only know Clifford to be named the Big Red Dog. But also there was a little boy I went to preschool with named Clifford and I had a crush on him. But that was the only person I'd ever met in real life with that name. I've never did, met anybody. Did he else went by since. Clifford and not Cliff? Yeah, or? Clifford, for show, for show. Wow. Um, and he used to share, we had this like horse that had like springs on it that you could mm-hmm. ride on. Sure. And I remember him sharing that. But anyway, <laughs> that's to say I've never... I've maybe seen the cover of this movie somewhere, but I have never seen it, heard of it, wanted to see it. Like it, 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 it never crossed my mind. So I, I went in really fresh into this movie. Um, my level is going to be similar. I, I could have said Big Red Dog, but I'm going to say um, Martin Short bends his knees to be even shorter. I'm aware of this, and I guess that shows that he could play a 10-year-old boy. I've never heard of this movie. Um, it was a revelation for me. For that um, one scene where he's running, he doesn't look that short to me. And no, because like, they, they I couldn't. thought he was short. He's he's shorter, but I mean, they there was not, no way for them to disguise that scene. Right, so, yeah. yeah. That's true, that's true. I'm sure we maybe all looked it up that Martin Short is 5'7", right? Like, which is not. I didn't look it up. Which is I not didn't the height either. of a ten-year-old boy. Um, I, I, my level, I think, will be forbidden problem child. Um, because I actually don't know if I can tell you if I've seen this movie or not. Um, I, I think when we were trying to, like, when Bridget, you announced um, at least maybe off the pod last week that this is what we're going to watch, and I think I like fully kind of described the plot. Yeah. As if I had seen it. So like. I what I do know and why the the forbidden part of Problem Child is like I think we did watch Problem Child as a family and we all hated it (laughs) my parents especially so like I know that this movie fell into the category of movies that my parents like really didn't want to rent at Blockbuster but knew we'd probably want to because of the way it was marketed like when he's in that red tux like I feel like either that was part of the poster or or I've seen this movie before so I feel like I've seen parts of it and I was familiar with the premise, but like so much of it, either I totally didn't remember or I've never seen. So I think when you were describing it beforehand, you you thought that Clifford was harassing a priest for the entire movie. That was like something I remember you saying. You just well, confused the bookend scenes. Yeah, maybe, basically. but like, well, it's interesting that it, maybe I did say that last week because I had no memory of the movie. My like one of my first notes is like, I cannot believe the movie starts like this. I had no yeah. memory of him. The bookends, as you said, Phil, being like an older priest, Martin Short. Like just because you brought it up, I want to say it blew my mind that this movie did not come out before Problem Child or Problem it's like Child. It's the same too. year, right? No, it, it came out after both of the Problem Child and oh. Problem Child 2 came out before this came out. Oh um, yeah. cuz they came out in like 1990, this was made in 91 and then wasn't released until 1994. So, I, I mean, I'm sure we'll get into this, but don't you think that part of cuz like Andy and I were talking about Andy, I see you. In fact, we're talking sure. about like what is this? <laughs> like why was this movie made kind of? And like I feel like it was such an answer to like 
problem child and maybe even home alone Dennis the and menace like, Den- yeah this movies that are just like Chucky. let's get a bratty kid and the whole comedy will be how much destruction this one kid could be and like maybe some director was like i would do that but not if i have to work with the kid and they're like maybe you could just you don't have to short apparently or like this like like almost like a parody it's almost a parody of those films yeah in a way. i think so i kind of was asking a similar question because i'm just like who is the, the audience for this movie and yeah, yeah. Like, i have that I written down know. not really appropriate for kids you know and then it, but it's pg but also like it was made in 1990 and then and then it was shown to people and they were like what the, <laughs> you know and they didn't release it until four years later well, i had no idea it is it is definitely a very specific like strange genre that I other than what you're describing I could have put my finger on it and then like Martin Short is 44 years old when this movie no, well he was he 40 was, when uh, it was made but 44 when it was released I thought it was he was like 37 when it was first made in like 1991 okay and then when he did the final reach because they shot the priest scenes later and he was 40 then he was born in 1950 so yeah. do the well, when it was released <laughs> I'm, I'm just going by um, the facts that uh, i read not math <laughs> that can be manipulated <laughs> annie was uh, like what did she say like is it a reverse like benjamin button or like a kind like what did she say reverse oh a reverse big that's what she said and I was like, no, I think we're just supposed to buy well, Martin Short as Ted. Like, we're just, yes, yeah, and we are. But then you're also, I'm also, we're also in that vein of like little kids and older loves. At least like it wasn't reciprocated yeah. at all. Yeah. Because, yes. oof, I don't know if I can handle another week of that after. Yeah, oh, yeah, science. right. Totally. Uh, uh, yeah, I will say, because I'm going to keep saying this throughout this whole thing, is that why not make this movie so much darker? You don't have any kids involved yes. and you're sort of spoofing this genre. Right. Just go. It, it seems like they, they thought about it and that's right, sort yeah. of where they were going, but you have to like thoroughly commit. Yeah. But I just, uh, there is dark humor in it, but it's not over the top where you're just like, and, and there were several moments where I was like, okay, is this the big moment? Is this the big moment? Right. Like how much more is this going to sort of like, climax but none of the big moments felt that big yeah, right and yeah. even the stakes in the last one felt very like in that uh, dying we can we'll talk oh about my god it. yeah, yeah. I, okay let's okay, yeah should we do it let's jump yeah. into the, okay, the movie it. all right so we start with sort of like a fairy tale opener it's got like a yeah a magical like once upon well, a time cartoon it's, look. it's very princess bride which in fact has fred savage and instead of fred savage we get ben savage in this like, Who, when he first came on, I said Shia LaBeouf. Yeah. <laughs> totally. Yeah. Wait, who is Ben Savage? Ben Savage is Fred Savage's little brother. Oh. It was on like Boy Meets World. And they were in like a couple of films together at like at this around this time. But I, it, it very much seems like a parody of The Princess Bride. I just want to point out that like we're hitting like a lot of Boy Meets World um, characters through our movie. We had that's, the Boy Meets World dad and now true. we have the Boy Meets World kid. Next up, Topanga. Topanga. <laughs> so yeah, like we're kind of being introduced that this is about like knights and pirates and the Wild West and dragons. And I, again, like I don't, I, and I don't even see Clifford as that kind of kid. He's like too intellectually <laughs> advanced, but but emotionally stunted. I'm not sure. Yeah, it's an interesting to think of like it. Like I know Martin Short was on Saturday Night Live and like 
the seventies or something, but it does seem like a improvised character that he did once. And then they're just like, it, it is hard to get a handle on like, what is this character? Yeah. yeah. Uh, so anyways, this, I guess he's working as a priest at this like house for wayward boys and Boysville. what boysville. Yeah. And one of his kids blew up the gym and is then running away. Yeah. Ben um, Savage. This Ben Savage, poor man's uh, Fred Savage. Poor man's uh, Fred. <laughs> even his parents said that. <laughs> and I, I am always interested to see like younger um, actors with older people makeup that now when we watch them, like um, he's probably supposed to be around the age that Martin Short, maybe he's like 15 years older, but I was like, oh, interesting. Like Martin Short does kind of look like that now. I don't know. It's kind oh, of- you mean like what Martin Short looks like now? Yeah, I mean, like, as an example, and when we watched Hook, Maggie Smith looks exactly like the older person makeup that they put on oh, a 50-year-old yeah. Maggie Smith to look 80. Good for them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This this didn't age quite as well. Martin Short doesn't quite look like that now. There but. are moments in this movie that I did laugh at. Like, I like I liked this. I mean, Martin Short is such a great physical comedian. Yeah. He's amazing. Like, the gag of, like, the ball falling out of the window and then all the suitcase the, and then the three. kid. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then the child. Like, that was all great. That was great. Um, so, yeah, like, we start to get into this sort of, like, I'm going to tell you a story about a time when I was a kid and I... It, it was super it, bad. I kind of yeah. don't understand why we see him as a priest. Is it like that was the only vocation he could go into after he caused all this terrible stuff to happen? Or I don't know. I just have a lot of why. I had just why is this scene so long? Right. Like, um, is he a wayward boy? Like, again, like, I just couldn't believe it started like this. And it makes me think I've never seen the movie because I'm like, what? Like, and I guess like maybe it's so you, do you think it's like a killed the cat kind of thing where or save the cat <laughs> where you're like watching Clifford and you're like, well, at least we know that he ends up as a priest that's like talking to this boy and they seem to be he seems to be well intended. So so we can't take Clifford that like we ha- can't assume he's that terrible. You know what I mean? Uh, maybe. I don't know. I don't know. Um, I'm not but then we, yeah, he, he explains that he's going to tell him about his waywardness and then cut to a him being awful on a plane. He's essentially Stillwell Angel on this plane. If you're familiar of that character from um, League of Their Own, where he just like runs up and down the oh, aisles with yes. like, yeah, like sticks, just hitting everybody's head. I mean, he's just the worst. I did enjoy the like that was just good physical comedy of him walking up the aisle just smacking everyone's head and then really getting a, a wind up to hit that old guy's head. That was yeah. It was I hate when they pick show kids acting awfully on planes because I hate those kids. Yeah, totally. But at least like that little bit went over the top enough where it was funny. Yeah. And then he gets to go and um, talk to the pilot, which I was thinking like is probably something that you can't do anymore. Is my guess? Definitely not. I would not hope mid-flight. not. <laughs> Maybe pre-flight or after-flight. And and learns that the only way to he knows the dinosaur land, which is what um is it is it Kristen W was I saying? I think it's dinosaur world. Dinosaur dino world. Dino. I had to think for a second. Like, is this real? Because I know like Legoland and like the La Brea tar pits. I'm like this isn't a thing right and it's not um no i don't think it's a thing <laughs> but he know he learns from the pilot that the only way that they're landing in la is uh if it's an emergency landing so i guess he like flips a bunch of switches and then all of a sudden the plane yeah, like, he's he's a psychopath yeah, i think is the is right i'm not 
Yeah. Yeah. It's not, that's not good. The fact that he decides he's going to like crash land the plane in Los Angeles just so he can get what he wants. I mean, he's maybe narcissist. I don't know. He's just not, it's rough. It's, it's rough. It's rough. Yeah. And I always say the term like psychopath and then psycho or sociopath, sociopath. And I always mm-hmm. say the wrong thing. So some of our, you know, psych major listeners can write in and say which one exactly yeah this little psycho is um (laughs) so they we go back to the story so and ben savage is like gonna walk away and then he gets lassoed yeah out of nowhere (laughs) like what like where did that come from what does it have to do with anything um and then and uh martin short whose name is Clifford, and then there's an Uncle Martin, which is also super, super. That yeah. was, I don't know why they chose why to they name do that. Anyway, Uncle Martin. Clifford chokes on a peppermint. It's just, it's almost like he was like, here's all the funny things I like to do. I want to lasso somebody. I want to dramatically choke. I want to like, pretend to have a heart attack and then draw a kid towards me because that's right. how he gets him the first time. Right. I also and, feel like I need to make a PSA that that's not how you help somebody choking. You don't pound on their back real hard. In fact, that's the opposite of what. What about telling them to put their arms up in the air? Sure. You could tell them to do that and then give them the Heimlich maneuver. Okay. <laughs> what if you're yeah. just like choking, but you can talk? Then you're fine. If you can you're technically talk. technically not, ta- not no. choking. Yeah. I see. So, yeah. yeah. I see. Okay. You yeah. suck it up and quit complaining. <laughs> right. <laughs> like the whole, the whole plot the fact that uncle martin buys a house for sarah oh man and then he's like trying to convince her that he wants this one bedroom like house on a cliff and he's trying to convince her that he likes kids and he's like i have a nephew um like what a rough plot point to get clifford yeah i know they really jammed it in there i feel that um he was also doing just a Steve Martin impression in that scene in particular in a lot of the movie, but it like, he was just sort of this, that way that Steve Martin sort of overacts and just. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. He, I did have a note that he's either like pained face or screaming, but I mean, that is Charles Grodin. Yeah. <laughs> I that's suppose. Him. But yeah, I, I did enjoy because she says something like he mentions his nephew yeah. and then she's like, I've never heard you talk about him. Like, what's his name? He's like, I want to say Mason. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Clifford. I love, I really enjoyed that. Yeah, I did too. I did too. I thought that was like a funny little moment. And then quick, quick uh, recap is that Richard kind was yeah. Clifford's father. And yeah. then, Oh yeah. Uh, I didn't get like, the, what, what is he in? Just everything. I mean, a little I recognize bit of everything. him from yeah. everything, but I was wasn't like, he in, what's like... the thing he's been in that you would identify uh, him? From? Wasn't he mad about you? Wasn't he like Not about you? Yeah, with Paul, Paul Reiser and Helen Hunt. Um, mm. I mean, he always and... plays the same exact character, right? Which is just kind of like this. I'm nervous about everything. Yeah, like I think I... didn't he play like uh, nervousness in Inside Out or something like that? Oh, probably. That would make sense. That no, be... he he played the imaginary friend. Uh, oh, Boingo or what's his name? Boingo, Boingo. I think it's what it's called. Boingo, uh, Boingo. Yeah. Who sings? <laughs> they sing weird science. Oh, yeah, Boingo, exactly. Boingo. Okay. He uh, was, I guess he was a doctor in Mad About You. He was also, he was in Spin City. Okay. If I you, because he was, that. yeah. And Curb Your Enthusiasm. Okay. Scrubs. Um, he had a recurring scrubs. role. Scrubs. I, yep. oh, yep. 
But not you don't mean Scrubs. You don't. I think you're like not the else. Uh, TLC song. What do you mean? You what do you mean? I'm I thinking of somebody else. I'm I not mean, thinking in, he's like Zach Braff. No, but in Scrubs, there was a lawyer. There's like a bald lawyer. No, 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 no. I know. No. I know. Yeah, he, he was the blonde. He was the blonde that they had the will they or won't they? <laughs> um. No, he played a patient, and I remember it. Oh, okay. <laughs> I know he's not the lawyer. He was, he was in the, the producer. He was the hypochondriac from Scrubs. Yes. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Got it. Got it. Okay. All right. So they're at LAX and he, dad is really mad. Um, yes. And then he fat shames a stranger. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah. That was the worst. the worst. And you couldn't get a handle on like, how are we supposed to feel about this father? Like, obviously Clifford right. is the worst. Right. So it makes sense that he would be all stressed out. But like, is he also awful? I like I couldn't well, get a handle like, on it. Is is it a chicken and egg? Did Clifford make him that terrible? Yeah, it's like did... reverse bullying. You yeah, know, right. Also, well, then, go ahead. I'm just gonna say, who does one root for in this movie? No one. Yeah. Oh, Sarah. No. Sarah. I think you can root for yeah, yeah, darling, sure. sweet Mary Steenburgen. Mary Steenburgen. Did so anybody cute. recognize um, the woman that played the wife? Like, she's not. She no. looks so familiar to me. I mean, we're also led to believe that she kind of has like this alcohol problem. Right. It's a not yeah, it's not a good scene. Hmm? But I mean I think I saw that woman that woman yeah. like working at the Claire's boutique in the Marley Station Mall in Glen Burnie. And I think she <laughs> pierced my ears. Marley Station Mall. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. I honestly think that's like where I recognize her from. Maybe. That's probably why you recognize her too. Yeah, it could be. So, um, you know, Clifford, like, of course, out of nowhere is like, I could go stay with Uncle Martin. He lives here in Los Angeles. And then um, he has the and the dad's like, great idea and calls sure. him. And yeah. they have, you know, I did like the scene where they were sitting, I guess, like at a table waiting and he's playing the recorder. Like a recorder yeah. is a pretty awful instrument yeah. for it anybody. It never sounds good. It's, oh, not, it's not good. Um, and he's like blowing bubbles in the soda and, and all that kind of like, I mean, I'm like, again, okay, that's very 10 year old boy. I think that's very on brand, but, but the way he plays the recorder is if he's like, like a troubadour from the Re right. Renaissance festival. It's so <laughs> funny. Oh my God. It's like yeah. the Pied Piper or something. Yeah. So uncle Martin comes to pick him up. I guess the parents just ditched him. Oh, they, they just <laughs> get the F out. Yeah. I think they're pretty excited. Um, and uh, he gets like left in baggage claim, basically, or like in a back room of some kind. Just like and... the security check place where they do cavity searches is where I assume she's. Yeah, that's what it looks like. Yeah. And he's laying down back there with the I love my Uncle Martin poster that he created. Yeah. Looking like an angel. So that's the, you know, the ploy. And the um, trap is set. The trap is set, right? The trap is set. So they go back to... Uncle Martin doesn't take him home. He takes him to Sarah's house because that's the first to show thing off. To yeah, and I guess they're engaged, but they don't live together. And, and he hasn't right? given her the ring yet. Right. Yeah. So I don't know. I had a hard time keeping track of like where exactly they were in a relationship because he bought a house <laughs> well, without telling her for her. Right. And then right, right. They don't have. She has the ring, but at some point he refers to her as his fiance. He does. Yeah. 
We see that uh, Clifford has, there's a whole scene where all these people are saying their baggage is missing, very specific things. Oh, yeah. Like their stereo and their surfboard and their dog. I will say- He's still a dog. When they they list all those things, I was thinking like, that sounds like a lot of cool stuff. (laughs) And I was like, oh, I guess a 10-year-old boy would think that. Uh, And so, yeah. And yes, he steals a dog, which is a fear I didn't know I had is like somebody- stealing my dog at the airport geez yeah i mean but you don't put your dog under the airplane right i know but it's still like nerve-wracking also but- is, that a, is that fun for a dog i don't think so no 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 it's I not it's not fun um yeah and they, they don't really follow up on that right we have no idea what happens to the dog no i don't that might be you might hear me talk about that later <laughs> okay all right, that dog it. was in that convertible and then what happened to it? Yeah, good point. Yeah. <laughs> so, so yeah, yeah, all the he's we see that he's stolen all those things from other people, or like gotten away with stealing it. Which how? And yeah, the, go ahead. Sorry. He sees Sarah at her house, and there's just this like love music, and mm-hmm. he's really creepily staring at her. <laughs> this is like very intense, immediate infatuation. After Sarah. he's already like accosted her in the shower as oh, well. Right. That's right. That's right. Uh inappropriate. He did accost her in the shower. But that's what I'm saying. Poor Sarah. You know, she's like talking to herself in the shower. She's trying to like pump herself up because she works in a daycare at a business and people aren't taking her seriously. <laughs> With Dabney Coleman, no yes. less. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Just when you think you've gotten away from his modern problems, oh, man. he shows up in Clifford. <laughs> He's like just number one on the call sheet for like creepy boss. Yeah. I just love it. Oh my well, God, Dab- wait a Dabney's second. In. That's the same... Wait, yeah. that's the yeah. author from Modern Problems? Yes, that's yes, right. yes, yes. Oh, I don't think I connected this, those dots. <laughs> those dots had wearing... like big spaces between them. <laughs> right. Because he was wearing a rug. Oh, wow. A couple of rugs. Yeah. So we we, we learned that a Clifford has a sweet tooth because he's like chowing down on ice cream at Sarah's. And then he's also just got like donuts and big gulps at martin's house yeah i have a note that like clifford equals will ferrell and elf okay it's like elf plus macaulay culkin in home alone (laughs) plus kenneth from 30 rock that's pretty good if you molded all of those people together macaulay culkin in the good child or whatever that was oh my gosh i was thinking about adding the good son to the list that that movie scares me. Wouldn't that be interesting? But it's also very like the like that part where McCulkey 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 <laughs> McCulkin. You've said McCulkin before. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say we've we've butchered <laughs> his name do before. It. But anyway, where yeah, where he's like talking to the robbers and he's like, "You're not gonna want to come in here. I've done the things." It's like just a <laughs> minute off him being in The Good Son, and then two minutes off My Girl. Um, which is also yeah. a movie I wanted to watch. Oh yeah, good point. Which is an upsetting movie. So um, we go. We're at Sarah's daycare that she's running. I did like this little moment where Martin lifts Clifford up to look yeah, through the window. That's good. That oh was my gosh, it's the comedy. Yeah, I didn't um, look up how tall Charles Grodin was. I wasn't sure how much they had to, you know, like how much of this movie did Martin Short have to like make himself look they, tiny. 
they put them on boxes and then they also use some oversized props and stuff. Oh, interesting. That makes sense. Yeah. And sometimes it was clearly like the back of a kid's head who was like yeah. actually 10. Yeah, totally. Right. Um, so there's also a little funny comedy, like really kind of like amazing physical comedy stuff as they're walking through the office and Martin Short's yeah, like that was good. parkouring off the furniture oh, yeah. and then he takes the lampshade off and kind of does this whole routine. I'm like, that could be in a whole other movie though, where we're just like enjoying Martin Short being right. Martin Short. Right feels so weird i'm like why does clifford know how to do that i mean he knows how to do a lot of things because he has like a 185 iq 200 i I forgot it's 200 (laughs) oh yeah i did like that scene where that that little kid thought he was gonna like get up one up on him and just like no you've (laughs) this kid's clifford's been doing it for 90 years or however you know, yeah. he's going to say infinity to the infinitive power. Right. <laughs> um, and then they have, we get introduced to Dabney Coleman, right? Because they have this whole thing where we start to see Clifford, like, really throwing Martin under the bus in terms right. of, like, you said yeah. your boss wears a wig. And, you know. Yeah. And I was thinking about this because one of the things that I dislike a lot is, well, kind of this whole template of the bratty kid just how much can this kid ruin this guy's life which is usually the premise you know of just being just like vicious and i was wondering if maybe that's why they introduced this theme of uh clifford also having a crush on sarah because he can't he can't act so terrible you know because because he has to appear likable in front of Sarah. So it is like this dance of how terrible he can be. Um, anyway, yeah. Speaking of how terrible he is, he almost drives a car like into other traffic in Martin's car because he's so upset he can't go to Diamond yeah. World and then demands chocolate like really intensely. So they pull into a gas station. Right. And the car next to them is a van full of people going to dino world right and he steals the clothing off of no he he pays the the, oh that's right child now uh, when that kid gets out of the van he's like six foot tall and then when he's in the bathroom he's like this little round like little Kid. His his mass stayed the same, but his height and proportions changed. I know. You know, yeah, because Clifford's clothes on him. him, and then like Clifford's clothes have shrunken to be right. the size that like a six year old would wear. Yeah, it's, it's just, yeah, movie magic. It is movie magic. I mean, either way, Clifford is like gonna go with this other family to Dino World because he's that obsessed with it. Um, and the mom finds out and she gets mad, and then there's like there's a funny little comedy bit there where she's kind of like hitting martin and clifford yeah. with the purse back and forth yeah and it, it is fun to see both charles groden and martin short be hit with a purse because yeah. frankly they're both very unlikable <laughs> <laughs> you you mean the people or the characters the the characters the- i like both of them as actors yeah. but in well, this I've, movie uh, you're like huh <laughs> like yeah. i don't know who i'm rooting for true i've met charles groden on the bus once in baltimore and he was mean <laughs> For Is real? That true? It may not have been him. <laughs> <laughs> but you met somebody once who was someone mean. who is Charles Groden esque. Okay, but what else mean. was Charles has Charles Groden been in? 
Isn't like Beethoven playing the same oh, character? That's right. <laughs> he was in this movie called Heart and Souls with Robert Downey Jr. That was my favorite movie as a child. Oh my God. We Is would... Robert Downey Jr. in every kind movie? Of. He's in a lot in the 90s. Um, but Charles Grodin kind of plays this character all the time of like this straight man yeah. that's just kind of screaming and just the world yeah. is coming down on him. He was him. in the one with like Robert De Niro, De Niro right? Um, Maybe. Where they're like, one's a bounty hunter and they're on the run it's called midnight run oh maybe um, yeah huh i and like yeah. him i don't know yeah okay. but i also have a note around this time that he charles groden in some ways reminds me of jimmy stewart almost like the way the way he delivers lines is like kind of like an old-timey actor i don't know okay yeah i could see that he was in rosemary's baby he was oh. the obstetrician i believe i just looked that up um and he had a talk show but yeah back to it great so we find out that it's it's the sarah's parents anniversary and it's gonna be a big affair because she's like loaded right i mean seems to be a handle on it yeah her family's loaded i mean she has like a really nice house we're for la again are we in la and they have yes where do these people live definitely in la right i mean just in terms of like that's an expensive house that sarah has it's big Yeah, I don't know where. I feel like Charles Grodin like bought a house in West Hollywood, maybe. But yeah, I, I the cliff can't. one, yeah, I think. Yeah, so. I just yeah, you can't get a handle on it. Yeah. Um. And uh, let's see. So Cliff is uh back eating show. Oh, at the party, and oh no, before that, before that, before that, they have this whole scene where like Martin starts yelling at Clifford about like taking him to City Hall. And and then he's like says something about a bomb, right? And that's oh, how yeah. Clifford takes bombshell, the, yeah. Oh, and bombshell, he, right? And he takes the tape and he with like, his talk boy. Yeah. <laughs> Hi, kids. We're home early. <laughs> and he takes it and he manipulates the tape. So he, we don't see this happening, right? But he calls in a bomb threat. Right. To we the don't. Party. We see him making the tape, but we, yeah, we don't see yeah. what he does with it um, right. until basically the cops roll up. And the tape is, this is Martin. I've got a bomb. And he like meshes his answering machine with the things that he's recorded of him. Yeah. Yeah. It could have been more clever, I think, you know? Yeah. Right. Yeah. I don't know. So in my day, 10 year olds were smarter. <laughs> um, so at the party, at the anniversary, we see Clifford, you know, chomping on sugar cubes, um, like out of a dish and he meets, sarah's dad and he says he wants to be a dinosaur when he grows up he start. he's just doing a lot of like things he he pours out pranks he does pranks he pours out the bloody mary that martin was going to drink and pours tabasco in there also like tabasco never pours that fast and it's not that hot so wanted to talk about that as somebody who loves hot sauce i'm always like go go like i'm trying to get it out and it's like it's not like glug 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 right. it doesn't pour like cranberry juice right um i was i was giving them the benefit of the doubt that when he took off the top he also took off the little plastic sort of that regulator. little like, stopper yeah. yeah but you i mean i really like stuff hot but if you if you drank a glass of tabasco like you thought it was a bloody mary it would probably be I don't if, know. Because he you would have just had like a sip, like or a gulp, and it wouldn't have been that bad. It would yeah. have been, tasted like vinegar, but I'm not a Tabasco fan. That's true. It's not like it's not like um ghost pepper or something. No, you know, you wouldn't have run over to the punch bowl and like 
Yeah. Doggy point. lapped yeah. it up. Yeah. Um, so yeah, but Martin like gives the toast and he's freaking out and all of that. Um, and then like there's a funny scene where Martin is in the kitchen with Clifford mad at him and he's like trying to strike him with a baguette. Um, which is abuse. Let's be clear. Well, <laughs> I know I'm not I'm not condoning. No, no, I'm not, no, no, yeah. no. I don't mean to correct you. I was kind of correcting the movie because I was like, if this movie thinks that like this is okay, yeah. like all of it's like, mm, yeah, this is a little intense. They're all they're abusing each other. I yes, mean, they're not abusing good. each other. And of course, totally. Clifford is a child, so it's like, yeah. But yeah. I think the gag of like picking up a bread loaf is like so the bread funny. loaf. It's like what's gonna happen? And even you can see Charles Grodin like even as he's with the bread loaf, he's like not even really even hitting him. He's like right. Mm. He's right. just very like yeah, slapping him. Yeah. Um, so, but then he, but then Sarah comes in, so he kind of like turns it into him. He's like teaching him baseball or in the kitchen. So I have a question here is like, why then I understand why Charles Grodin switches to pretend it's baseball, but why does Clifford go along with it? I like that he goes along with it. I think that is funny and more interesting than him playing possum, I guess, but like why, or rather playing the victim, but like, why does Clifford at this point, um, want why does he want to hide what's going on from um sarah you know what i mean wouldn't he want to look like he was being abused who i think two reasons okay he's playing the long game with sarah yeah i think he's gonna use a longer manipulation to really get in with her i even think to go to dino world or no i think there's two separate things i think there's he wants to date sarah but he also on the short game he wants to go to dino world and I think mm-hmm. so. He's manipulating Martin still for the Dino World, but I think he's still playing the long game with uh, Sarah. That's my yeah. take. And so, um, you know, they're at dinner, and Clifford had replaced Martin's chapstick with lipstick, and everybody thought that was hysterical. Oh man! Except yeah. Sarah, I guess she didn't think it was very. Funny. She, this is not funny. She. <laughs> She didn't think it was cool, but she certainly didn't think it was funny. She was almost like so offended she couldn't laugh at it. I know. I was like, were people like this? <laughs> they that table loved they that. They thought it was oh, it killed. I will say this was part of this movie where I'm like, I've seen this scene, and I don't know if it's because I've seen this movie or because I've like watched it in a scene. So this this part was very familiar to I me. I mean, if I pulled lipstick out of my bag i'm gonna know it's li- you look yep. at it before you like if you're putting even chapstick if you don't, on, you're, even it, if you're like in i've got chapstick right here so even if i'm in like motion i'm just like i had a prop just for this no i can't bridget that's lipstick like i can see it in my peripheral that it's not yeah. lip- unless i was just like it, blind no you know <laughs> even then you would like lipstick isn't you could, flat you can tell the difference um, Good yeah point. it's it smells different Everything Those about it is different. It feels different on your lips for sure. It feels like paint. As somebody yeah. who doesn't wear lipstick and does and wear chapstick. In this movie, it appears that Charles Grodin does chapstick all the time. He's got chap lips, ah, apparently. Yeah, so right. he would he would know the difference. That's exactly right. It's a it's a reach. Um, and then Martin gets arrested for the bomb threat that he called in, uh, apparently I, to by City Elaine's, Hall. Elaine's boss from Seinfeld. Recognize Mr. Oh, I did not. Nice. He's like the head, the police chief that arrests him. And Clifford has since replaced the voicemail machine that says, My uncle 
my uncle's a bomb threat or my uncle sets off bombs. He's threats. not right here right now, but I'll give you a, uh, like oh, a yeah. clue as to where he is. Kaboom. That's Just, right. That's right. You know, which would really kind of like um, implicate uh, Clifford in this yeah. plan. <laughs> right. I did have a note, like as he's being interrogated by the police, that like this is Charles Grodin. Like this whole scene of like when they're yep. trying to get the light right. I enjoyed like, that. Eh, eh. It's a little much. Like that. That to me is quintessential Charles Grodin. Yeah. That that could have been like they should have skimmed off the front intro scene mm-hmm. and made this one a ten minute scene. Right. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. It was. It was much. It was much more enjoyable. So at Sarah's house, um, Clifford's like having the time of his life. He's eating. Ev- like Sarah has a lot of sweet things to eat in her yeah. house. And I she mean, should Mary probably check on that. Right. And Mary Steenbergen has reprised her role from elf. Too. <laughs> that's <laughs> like, true. Like that's what her role is. <laughs> that's true. That's true. She plays a similar role. And I love her. She's I so mean, good. But yeah, I think but she's great. it's a role that she's very comfortable in for sure. Yeah. She's played a maternal, you know, a sweet maternal role for a long time, but Hey, if you're good at it. Although she's yep. just like very charming and cute in this movie too. No, I, I completely agree. I like and her she's a lot. in yeah. um, Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist, which is a TV show that I highly recommend. Oh yeah, and I've heard of it. Yes, yeah, it's it just really won good. like a bunch of Golden Globes. Isn't yeah, it? yeah, it's, it's it's a cool show. So Martin gets out of jail and he comes to the house and he kind of like blames this other person larry gould yeah he just makes up he just makes up yeah he makes it up he's sure that the person's jewish but he makes it up (laughs) are you sure that was somebody they knew because sarah says like that's somebody like i thought they connected it to somebody else oh really i thought he was like kind of trying to gaslight her into thinking that this is somebody he talked about all the time that's what i thought as well yeah i don't know i could be wrong you could be gaslighting me right now and i don't know (laughs) (laughs) it's what we do yeah you're kind of like okay so what's his plan like why didn't he just say that he knew that i don't get it yeah clifford don't get it. I don't know. It's his long game. I know. I don't know if he thought it would be unbelievable or if he wants to mess with Clifford or have the leverage against Clifford. I don't get it. I also don't get it. Yeah. Speaking of unbelievable, Sarah's then going on a business trip with her boss in a limousine. Where? Why are they going away? <laughs> why do they have it, to go to San Francisco in a limousine? I don't They're know. Opening up another kindergarten at this other business time she's business. gotta be there she's just gotta yeah like, um she was like barely noticed or respected like but two minutes ago and i also according I mean, to her right exactly she's barely respected there's a difference between the person that you hire to be like the like a like a teacher right. at the preschool and like a caretaker versus the person that like coordinates the preschool <laughs> right so i right. don't know but she she i mean but to be fair I think the only reason that they're doing that is because Dabney Coleman wants to put the moves on her. That's right. That's true. Um, So Clifford like has this whole confession scene with Martin where he's like telling her him that like Sarah's dad is the one that put the lipstick (laughs) in the pocket. (laughs) Oh my God. Why would he do that? He's like, he doesn't like you very much. (laughs) I love this scene. I don't know why. And then he says, like, okay, and who who put, like, Tabasco in my drink? And he's like, I'd suspect the bartender. Theory. It's the theory. <laughs> it's so good. Like, when Martin Short is left to that, it's so uh, amazing. There's moments. And, 
there are yeah. moments and then in the same scene this is one of my favorite scenes in the movie i think in the same scene charles groden is like look at me like a person like you yeah, can't do yeah. it can you look at me like a human boy <laughs> i like that whole i like that whole scene too oh, i wrote God. that down just like all of the weird looks he was giving him and like that felt very improvised i think this scene might have been improvised and i loved it oh my god (laughs) like a human boy there's a movie in here for sure it is i know what happened what did they even want to do i don't think they know i just think they kept throwing stuff at it in like yeah but there is something in there so martin is working from home on his giant computer oh my god and he goes to make lunch and Clifford has run away and he's left a note with beautiful cursive handwriting yes. on the milk carton. So he's gone. He's saying he's gone to San Francisco to find Sarah on a train on a train, which yeah, just not understanding the size of California. I was, this just broke my brain of just like, wait, he's took a train down there. And I just assumed it was like the Metro. So he was just downtown LA. No. Cause I'd forgot that, that I'd forgot that she'd flown yeah. to San Francisco. And then he saw it like, so I was just, I was in eight towns and in, in California all at once. I was, I was very confused. I was actually asking Annie about this. Cause I was like, can we just like take a train to LA? You she's can. Like, well, you can. But she's like, but you have to like change over at San- in Santa Barbara. So it's yeah. like not like a direct shot. No, but it's not a terrible. I mean, it's it's many hours. But you but can do it. Yeah. You can do it. And then and it's kind yeah. of a beautiful ride. It's a beautiful yeah. ride. Right. Exactly. Um, but yeah, I was like thinking about like was Clifford's plan. There were so many holes in Clifford's yeah. plan here. Yeah. And there were so many ways that uh, Martin could have corrected this. Like he would have searched the train, realized that he's not on it and would yeah. have gotten out at the next stop. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Exactly, exactly right. But that's not what happens. Martin no. doesn't do that. He takes the train all the way to San Francisco and gets there in record time. And um, Sarah's like having a dinner with her boss. And he says he gives her a necklace and says it's from the whole <laughs> the whole business. The whole team. The whole, it's oh the whole team. Yeah. And of course, like Martin finds her. Yeah, right. And sees her and she sees him. Um, and then there's this just really weird scene. I, I don't, enjoy, I, I was like, so they're outside arguing and she says, I can spot a phony from a mile oh, away. What a yeah. stupid cheap joke. Ugh. And then yeah. like, two, was, I'm, I'm going to, I'm, I'm assuming, but I don't want to. So I'm assuming it was two transgender women came up. Yeah. Is what it looks like. And, and then they're like, do you know how to get to, Blah blah blah, and and, and or she no, they're pro- looking for a dog. Right. Oh, maybe probably it's the, the dog, dog that was stolen. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they're like, have you seen a gray dog? And she, and and what she says is like, no, ma'am, I haven't seen a dog because right. she treats them with respect. But I the know. Whole uh, joke, yeah, yeah. I guess the whole the whole joke is that because it's right after she says, I know a fake when I see right. it. Phony from and a then mile away. Charles yeah. Grodin all but looks into the camera Ugh, as yeah. this happens, and I guess like what? And then you're like, what is she supposed to say? Like, right. what is she supposed to say to this person who's looking for a dog? Right. Like, like all... she was polite. It's she so properly bizarre. gendered somebody based on their physical. Like, she, or like, you know what I mean? She, yeah. she did the right thing. And I'm like, again, like, when they were like spitballing ideas for this movie, they're like, okay, a grown man dresses like a kid. We're going to make fun of like 
men dressing like women. We're not going to respect that. Or lipstick thing is a little lipstick, yeah, totally. right. So. I once again, I don't know if I've done it before, but I would love to suggest the documentary Disclosure, which is on Netflix, which I think is fantastic. It's in my queue. Yeah. I'm anyway, um, but yeah, this was just but- like. I what, would have loved just, for at that point where he like looked at the camera, basically. If Mary Steenberger Bergen had said, geez. Mary Stewart Burger. <laughs> Mary Stewart Steenberger. Mary Stewart Steenberger. Mary St- and I'm looking at it just so I wouldn't it's butcher a ho- it. It's not an e- I'm always like, Steenbergen. am I saying that wrong? Mary Steenbergen. Well, you know what? Virgin? It's Virgin? Mary Steenburgen or I think it's either Steenburgen or Steenbergen. I will say because Martin Short and Mary Steenburgen have the same initials. And I didn't realize until halfway through my notes that I had, yes. I had, I had put the initials of Mary Steenburgen is M wait, yes. M S M because I was just calling her Mary Stewart Masters. In. <laughs> <laughs> I did, I know I is did also have M S M S written in my notes. And then I was like, Oh no, this is terrible. Yeah, I started, terrible. I started doing Mary is just Mary. Yeah, Yeah, I wanted her to I wanted her. Well, I cut you off to begin with. Anyways, I wanted her to just ask uh, Martin, like, finish that thought. Like what? Finish this look that you have. Yeah, what's this look? Explain explain this look. What's this about? What's your problem? No, thank you. Please, please explain it to the audience that you just looked in the camera for. Right. Exactly. Um, So back in uh, L.A., Clifford's having a house party at Martin's house. And again, this is like how, who and how, and also they have like gorgeous, just like streamers and balloons and decorations. Yeah. About that. I was like, Clifford had to do that. Like <laughs> there's no like real damage they did to the house or anything. It's just like all like- Streamers and balloons. Streamers this is happy balloons. birthday. And yeah. like, there's like a happy birthday sign. <laughs> I mean, it's Although, a lot of people. It, it, yeah. it definitely hits the threshold of what we were talking about but with. Even the guy sort of answered the phone. Yeah. Not like a complete dick. Right. You know? Yeah. yeah. It, didn't, it didn't look too crazy. They had like a nice dance cipher. Like, I don't think they were. They they weren't mutant uh, motorcycle. Exactly. Right. Now that I've seen that party from. Yeah. You know, yeah. Weird science. Weird science. Like, I can't remember the name of that movie for the life of me. I don't know why. I keep because I want to call it Robot Lady, and that's Robot not, Lady. That's not the original working title, Robot Lady. <laughs> the more I've been thinking about that, I'm just so confused about why, like, they put a picture of Albert Einstein in, and we were talking about this, but like, why doesn't she come out looking like Albert Einstein? Like, how does the machine know that right. it's like it's a very the, smart computer? Yeah, it's such evolved AI. Well, speaking of that, um, you know there's a work presentation that is stored on some sort of like it's not it's like a tape a hard drive uh, yeah and um clifford has taken that out of the computer and hidden it in the house right like what is like how does he think martin is going to find it what if martin never finds it and then he finds it i just yeah i well, uh, yeah, I mean, we're fast forwarding a little bit, but yeah, that's oh, someone's yeah. going to have to, someone's going to have to connect the dots for that for me, because I was like, what? Like, what is the goal? What is the trap? I didn't get it. Well, the, tra- I mean, the trap obviously later is that he like blows up the presentation. That's what no, blows yeah. it up. Yes. Like, yeah. yeah. It was like a pro like operating 
code or something like that. An operating yeah. code for your computer that like blows something yeah. else right. up and, in like, its yeah. vicinity. It, may, it <laughs> checks out, Katie. How does he know Katie? how to do that? <laughs> well, they, Where did they he learn sort, to do that? They sort of alluded that he was a super genius when he was like manipulating the video screen to make um, uh, what's his face bald? Dabney earlier. Coleman. Dabney yeah, Coleman, he yeah. looks kind of bald and like toothless, and yeah. Mm-hmm. And Dabney Coleman has a new wig on in this scene because. Um, oh, we did skip ahead. We but skipped yeah. some stuff though because, like, then he, you know, um, Sarah has to reject ta- Dabney Ugh. Coleman's advances, yeah, which are which disgusting, like very disgusting. Yeah, advances, like yeah. very aggressive. Um, and then, and then we have. Charles Grodin coming back to a right, like not entirely messed up, but house with streamers and balloons. (laughs) Someone's got to clean up these streamers. Right. And then he like basically locks Clifford. This is when he like um, nails him in the room. Right. First he he finds Clifford tied up, which Clifford has tied himself (laughs) up. Like, because he's claiming that people broke in there and forced a party on the house. But he knows that's not true. Martin knows that's not true because he's made that telephone call. Oh, yes. And he's even alleging like sexual harassment towards people. I mean, yeah. yeah. Like Clifford is just pulling out all the stops. Um, yeah. and, and at this point, I have such a hard time figuring out like how much time has passed because then he like barricades him um, in in the room and just like nails up the Which- the the door go ahead one sorry. could say did more damage than the actual part oh 100 to the outside and the inside of his new house yes he just like well that's you know, his old house oh right because he's not moved in yet yeah. right and then he's <laughs> like gonna sell it i barricades him in there and then he just starts working on this project again and it's like you trained up to san francisco and then you like had this interaction that you flew back down like how much it can't still be the weekend like i don't know it's really hard to figure out like how much time is passed. yeah it's a long weekend yeah and 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 in the in in the process of this too like sarah comes back and she's mad at right she's mad at martin for tying up clifford i mean it does look pretty rough But it's partly um, his fault because he did like shut him in the, you know, he did nail boards into his own home. So, so Martin is really looking like he's having a nervous breakdown. And then um, Sarah walks away with Clifford and it's kind of hard. Like, it's just interesting how quickly they've fallen out of each other's lives. Cause you're like, aren't you worried about Mary Steenburgen? Like, like she's walking away with this person who's like such a sociopath, like such a destructive force, you know? Yeah. But he's like, good luck. Have fun. It's like, ooh, <laughs> he's kind of the good son. Once again, yeah, we don't yeah. switch to rooting for Martin, you know? Yeah, we're not rooting oh, for no. any, no. Um, so yeah, they're at work and the presentation blows up and it sort of like blows up this like mini village. Martin gets in trouble. He gets fired. He gets fired by Willie Nelson. Um, yeah, but he doesn't get arrested or like anything for causing a fire at work. Um, and then the next thing I have written down is that he snags Clifford and puts him in a straight jacket in his car. So it's yeah, uh-huh. yes. that's basically. Well, he goes to the straight jacket store. Child straight jacket. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I like wh- this in small. Where yeah. do you have that laying around that fit anyway? In period, and then that fits a child. So they they're at Dino World, and um, 
Well, like, I guess Martin can break in there or go in there when he wants to because Get he a lifetime helped design pass. it. Right. Yeah. yeah he designed the ride that they go on. Right. Is that the. Right. Premise? Because tracks are tracks, whether you're making it for a mass transit park. City, I know. For LA. I about or that. For Urban planning or. Right. It's all the same, man. Or like Disney World. Right. Now, um, this was like a pretty elaborate. Whether it was models or not, or whatever it was, it was I don't a know. pretty yeah. elaborate ride. I have that note too. It's like they really flesh out this ride, right? <laughs> like, and do you think that the studio? I didn't know. I, I didn't look up which studio produced this movie, Orion. but like, was it? Was it what? Yeah, Orion. Orion. Like, were they hoping? That's, that's the reason why this took so long to come out is because they were going through bankruptcy, so they were mm. just holding on to this stuff until oh. they'd process through bankruptcy and then they released a bunch of stuff so yeah like were they hoping to make this an actual like amusement park ride like i didn't understand I why it was so, so detailed so i was detailed, loving it so intricate like although i mean i know the plot of this ride like i know that the pterodactyl <laughs> is like the warning like the canary in the coal mine it's insane <laughs> I love that there's a, such a plot in this. And la- laser guns and oh my uh, god! Also, that's not, it's clearly not a safe ride because no. you don't just like go into like a single car without a seatbelt, really, no. and then go Loopy upside loops. down. Uh, Here is yeah. a counterpoint to that, though. I will say that there is. I was thinking about that exact thing, but I was like, I can't exactly say it because there is the super duper looper ride at Hershey Park where there's only the lap bar and you go upside down. That's wow. crazy. It is crazy. But like, it's, you get stuck. That builds over a lake of chocolate, though. <laughs> that dinosaur is not very aerodynamic or anything. It's very big and bulky. <laughs> and it's like loop-de-looping and going on all these like sharp turns and stuff. Oh, the triceratops. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And it's just like a one-person, too. A one-person like, car. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. If there was and any line, you'd be screwed. <laughs> oh, yeah. Why and... do you have any gears that make it go that fast? <laughs> right. What is I'll... the point of even building Hyperdrive. That? We could put it into hyperdrive. <laughs> This is Charles Grodin should have gotten fired yeah. from all jobs. <laughs> yeah, why did you build this in? Also, <laughs> there's like periods of this ride where you just sit still while yeah. the the pterodactyl talks to you. The like wait for this thing would be humongous. Yeah, hours, yeah. hours, <laughs> hours. Because it's like a whole story of like you get the in- entire yeah. history of the dinosaur population. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So. <laughs> He goes on the ride, Clifford does, and the first time he loves it, and he's, like, singing along, and he's having he a good time. But you can see that there's, like, some elements in it that are a little creepy, Sure, a little right? scary. The skeletons, you the know. Skeletons. Yeah, right. And then the he goes on it yeah. again, and this time he goes into, like, Martin puts it into what? Like, middle terrible. And then yeah. he goes super fast. And he goes plaid. Times. Yeah. And, and Martin Short, I mean, they're in the... And this to me is how like the writers were like, how can we make these two characters abuse each other? But like, it won't be, it won't be actual violent like abuse because like Martin short is just like, I would love to go again. Like they're just in this standoff and he's just sweating and he's just basically like, please, sir, can I have some more? And then, you know, it's just, it is such like, this like crazy, um, yeah, not quite violent, but pretty violent scene. Just, but just take it violent. That's that's my thing. Yeah, it's just like go ahead and take it there. 
you've created these characters that we want to see murdered. So like, <laughs> just right. do it, you know? Um, yeah. So then like we see Clifford get trapped in the the car and the car's kind of like tilting and he's going to fall into the, the pits of despair. Right. The Tyrannosaurus Rex but mouth. Like, right. Like, I mean... He, like he's not actually going to be eaten by a tyrannosaurus. But like, like why a... was that designed to like crush? Yeah, I get it. It was sharp teeth and very sharp. I mean, and also like just the hydraulics were just crushing yes. cars. And stuff crushing like that. Yeah. It was very intense. Not safe. And I, but no. I'm going to say what else is not safe is like Clifford just hanging by a thread and Charles Grodin's full body jumping above yeah. the car. Not yeah. good. That would have been a good. terrible idea. Just get like tie your clothes together and throw him a rope. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. And but he he does save Clifford reluctantly. Yeah. And um, Martin. Clifford says he's sorry, I guess, right? And and I guess we're supposed to think like because he's like, I really am sorry. Like then then I think we're, <laughs> then it just spins you back into some sentimental film. And it's like, I guess yeah. that's the one like that's where it's occurring to Clifford that like, oh, if you act like a total ass your whole life, no one's gonna ever believe you when you're sorry. Cause like Charles Groden kind of has some lines that's like everybody's just gonna end up hating you eventually, which is true. <laughs> so where do we think Clifford decided the line was? You know, he he realized he crossed the line, but where do we think he he thinks that the line is? And that's just... I don't even know because, like, why would... The only reason he thinks that is because he says it's, like, brain scrambled on this, like, incredibly elaborate dinosaur, right? So, yeah, I don't know where... I, I, I mean, you... I guess we're only led to believe that he feel some kind of emotion towards Charles Grodin because he went out of his way to save him when he could have just like let him die, I guess. I don't yeah. Know. I don't know. And then I guess to go as extreme as to like go into a life of being a priest where you're sort of denying yourself everything. Like, I don't yeah. know. Is that how he decided he had to like pay retribution <sighs> for that? I mean, maybe that was their cheat of like, it would have been really uncomfortable to see Clifford with like a family or something. <laughs> for for a second, I thought he was going to marry Sarah. Like, Oh, God. Oh, oh yeah. for the flashback scene? Yeah, I yeah, honestly I thought that's where they were going with it. And like, um, what happened to Martin? Like, what is Martin doing now? Is he, does he have a job? Does he? Not like, a good one. Not in 2050, but like what happened to him in 1994? Did he get a job back? He it's did get to, to marry know. Sarah. I mean, Martin Short really buries the lead when Ben Savage is like, whatever happened? It's like, I wrote him 295 lovers, right. letters and he never got back to me. And then the very next flashback is him being a ring bearer at right. the wedding and it's fine. And then it's like, well, clearly you were yeah. part of their lives after that. Well, I wrote those letters in one day, you know. <laughs> and then, like, the look on Martin Short's face when Charles Grodin finally kisses him on the cheek is insane. <laughs> He's just, so like, wild. beaming. That's all he ever wanted. I guess this whole thing could have been fixed by just somebody kissing him on the cheek, maybe. But Sarah was the one that called him and made him the ring bearer. Right. right. He got a call from Sarah. That's right. Yeah. So, so maybe she was trying to patch things up. Well, did we see the end of that wedding? It could have still been that that she married Clifford, you know. <laughs> That's a good point. That's a good point. <laughs> oh, 
What a movie. And then, yeah, at the very end, he takes Stefan out, the dinosaur. Oh, yeah. Who's Stephen. another character that we've not really talked about much in this movie. It's true. And says, what does he say? It was all worth it or something. Or like just as planned yeah. Yeah. to Stefan. Which I think that just as planned is like, They'll I'm never saving. find the bodies or something like that. <laughs> he didn't well, really I, talk about Stefan too much, but he was a I, big part of the movie. He was, he was yeah. a big part of the movie. I love that his name is Stefan. But like, yeah, like till the very end, I was waiting for him to just like creepily grin into the camera. But I'm like, oh, no, I guess he's reformed. Okay. Like it was a role. Yeah, I don't poster. know. Right, because like it would be way worse if he did creepily grin into the camera as a priest who works yeah. with boys. That, okay. Do you know what I mean? That's like, your point. I didn't think about oof. that. Like that would have been like, then we'd all been like, what? Like now, what are we wondering? You know? Yeah. Yeah. Either way. I just think the whole priest thing is really strange. I don't, I don't know why that's the device. I why mean, did they even have just... to tell the story that way? Or why couldn't he just be like a grandpa? They definitely, I mean, well, they thought about it for three years and they filmed this. So they were, oh, I don't know, deliberating about it for a bunch. Who knows? Yeah. Who knows? Weird. All right. Very strange. Um, any questions in our question corner? I oh. did not. Uh, there weren't any, or there isn't any uh, German translations for this title. <laughs> oh. I don't think it ever made it over. Okay. But I mean, uh, great, because the translation wouldn't just be Clifford, right? It would well, be like a boy who <laughs> loves dinosaurs. <yeah>. Yes. <laughs> I didn't have any. I mean, I want to give the terror or something like that. You know? I, right. I want to give Annie ICU partial credit for my amalgam of uh, Clifford, where because her one of her questions was was Kenneth from Thirty Rock based on Clifford. Oh, nice. I think for her it was such this like little boy trapped in a man's body or vice versa energy, and it might have been partly when he had like a blazer on. But yeah. I kind of got when she brought it to my attention. I was like, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, it's the same thing. There's so many kernels of ideas in mm-hmm. Clifford that could have gone in so many directions. Yeah, oh, and yeah. like Kenneth is one of those directions. Totally. Um, yeah. So. Well, let's do our Hummers, Bummers, and Dummers. Sweet. Let's what are we start starting with, with Bummers. And I have no spoiler for mine. It's going to be that dog. Yeah. I am really bummed about what happened to that dog. I feel like it's not responsible to take a dog from the airport. That dog was really cute too. Oh, yeah. um, oh, and oh, then gosh. like who's feeding so it? Yeah, Scooby Doo. What's happened to it? Like, I feel bad. I, I don't like I don't like that. So I'm bummed out about that dog. There's other things that bummed me out, but I'll put that at the top. Sure. I, I have a specific one. Um there's some general bummers that I could talk about, but I'm going to talk about the specific bummer that we didn't really talk about of like Clifford's maybe two or three jokes towards Richard Kind, his father, about like going to have a stroke. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. it really, that literally bummed me out. I yeah. was like, ugh. I mean, I kind of felt the same way where like this whole treatment of like the two transgender um, women in this movie where yeah. I was like, Ugh, like the pit, your, your stomach kind of drops. And it's like, I don't like this at all. Like what is funny about this? I know. Um, so I didn't, I didn't like it. That really bummed me out. Yeah. And then just picturing. So Martin goes through sort of a weekend with Clifford and these parents have gone through yeah. 10 years. <laughs> yeah. Right. And then you're just like, is the goal to give this guy a heart attack? Like, is that actually Clifford's goal? Right. I mean, we didn't, yeah, it's just like, 
I think it is. I think it is. I think. Yeah. It's, it's not cool. Um, mine is going to be, I'm bummed out that no one in this movie died. Um, (laughs) I just, I, there, there was something there that could have worked if this was just a way darker movie. Yeah. And if they had just really gone, you know, one way or the other, like taking Martin in one crazy direction or just Clifford in a crazy direction. And it doesn't have to be like uh, sadistic death, but just like realistic death. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. 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 I I couldn't tell. It would have worked, I think. Yeah. Do you really want this movie to be really dark, Phil? I did. I did. I do. I, I, I agree where I think it would have worked better uh, if they would have leaned into like a dark comedy. Which like, I never watched the cable guy, oh, but yeah, I, I was hear thinking about that, that that's what that is. Yeah. And I hear in like hindsight, people actually really like it. Whereas it like really got bad reviews right at the beginning, but then it got this sort of cult following. Whereas I think yeah. I've never this seen one's... that, but other people seem to talk about it a lot. Well, yeah. it's interesting to think about that because I think part of why it flopped so hard was that Jim Carrey was coming right off of like Ace Ventura and the mask and you're, mm. and people just totally had a different expectation for the cable guy and just were so appalled at how dark it was. Mm. And I wonder if like the studios, I wonder if that was part of the decision with Clifford. It's like, if you see like, Charles Grodin, Martin Short, and Mary Steenburgen, and you're like, and then you go super dark if people would have rejected it, but it's not like they super re- accepted it yeah. as what it was. So, um, and you're right. I think people, um, upon reflection, have this new appreciation for Cable Guy because it, like, reading it what was supposed to be rather than right. what people expected it. Yeah. What do you guys think is dumb? Uh, I'm just going to go with the general miscommunication. Mm-hmm. I get so frustrated in these movies where it's just <laughs> yeah. like a simple thing of just like, oh, um, you know, right. I didn't know that was lipstick on my face or, you know, this this kid has been just crazy, you know, uh, it, it could clear so much of it up. And I, I get, well, then you won't have a movie, right. but it's just find better, smarter ways to fuel and drive your movie rather than people not saying the obvious thing that normal people would say of just right. like this is the problem i'm ha-, especially people who are going to get married it's like this is the problem i'm having know. you know i know, I know. Uh, like yeah. how long have you been together and how do you not communicate at least through some of these problems like yeah it's easily just, it's, right it's it's frustrating because there's better writing out there it's like yeah. you can make just find a better way to make that same problem. Yeah. yeah. Right. I think for me, I'm going to go with what is dumber is just the really like super loose plot device in which like, it's just like just a perfect circumstance that this uncle needs to convince his partner. He likes kids and the kid just happens <laughs> to be there. It's, it's, it's loose. Like, like, I don't know why that's the one they chose, but it's yeah. loose and like there's a lot of other devices by which I think it could have happened like it could have even been like I guess it could have been Sarah's kid or Sarah's nephew well, or so, I don't know it just yeah. felt yeah. so dumb like I mean <laughs> I th- I have another dumber than this but like didn't you guys wonder it's like couldn't this whole movie the problems of this movie been solved if Sarah would have taken 
Clifford to Dinosaur Land or what? Yes. Like, why, you know, um, she loves him. She inexplicably loves him so much for no reason. But right. she's a career woman. She's trying to move up in the kindergarten world and <laughs> therefore has to go on this weekend trip with I the boss. Yeah, I guess Even so. though she's, like, loaded and I assume loves her job, but yeah. nope, she's got to, like... Or he uh, could have taken him to Dino World. That was the whole point. It was, like, instead, he, like, took him to... It did, yeah. No, I, I buy the fact that he couldn't have because he had to he finish had that deadline. project. And granted, he ends up like, you know, not being able to work on it until he like crams at the final hour. But yeah. it's like he he couldn't have like yeah. someone who in the real world wouldn't have taken that kid to Dino World yeah. with those uh, work constraints. Well, I'm sorry, Bridge. I, I like I, I'm shoving two dumbers in here, but my actual dumber is I want to take this opportunity to talk to. Why some, are you t- apologizing to me? Uh, well, because I because we've know. talked about this before. I encroached. Katie. Come on, I, I encroached on <laughs> two, your dumber. Two dumbers. Yeah. Come on. Well, my my dumber. I'm gonna take the opportunity to talk about something that um I I don't I dislike in so many movies, and I wonder if it has a term. Maybe it's MacGuffin. <laughs> <laughs> no, it could you be. Can a tell MacGuffin. me if the term for this is a MacGuffin. Where? Okay, so one thing I do like is like um, Dabney Coleman. This is Dummers, Katie. No, I know, I know, but All I right. want to say like, wait for I, it. There's wait some hummers it. around this Dummer. Um, so Dabney Dabney Coleman's um, wig gets ripped off by Sarah, and then his replacement he chooses as a replacement a wig with a ponytail attached right. to it. Um, and I like some of the lines around this, but like then. Charles Grodin kind of calls him um, something like, and now my boss looks like uh, Willie Nelson, right? right? And I so loathe when movies set themselves up for like um, insults because it's like, well, you chose the wig. It's not like you're on the street making this observation. The writer chose the wig and then the writer called it Willie Nelson. It's the same feeling I have about the title Goodwill Hunting. It's like, what a great pun. Like, no, except you named that character Will Hunting. So I'm not impressed <laughs> that you came up with this pun. So like, do you guys know what I'm talking about? Like, it's like you're setting yourself up for this joke and we're, it's supposed to pay off, but it's like, yeah. you chose the wig. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah MacGuffin, but you're right? supposed to suspend, <laughs> you're supposed to, you know, be the outsider. Like, you know, I understand no, what you're saying. But. I know, but it's less impressive if like you made this costume choice and you get the insult. <laughs> but I also they have Debbie Colvin say, I like Willie Nelson. So it's just like, this isn't it. By it's the way, I insult. like Willie Nelson. Yeah, I know, which like, I did enjoy that. That's what I was I liked, going for. I liked Dabney Coleman in it, but it was just like, <laughs> oh, such a cheap softball that you threw yourself. Anyway, that's my dumber. Oh, I thought there were two dumbers. Well, I kind of interjected with the whole, like, the movie could have been solved if Sarah could have taken it. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. yeah. Okay. I have other dumbers. <laughs> the one dumber podcast. I know. Yeah. All right, Hummers. Um, go ahead. Well, I, I, I mean, I have so many Hummers that are essentially like Martin Short's, some of his line deliveries and some yeah. of the lines. And I don't know if they were um, like improvised. Uh, I already talked about one like that. I suspect the bartender and that whole scene with him and Charles Grodin. Um, but one is just like when he's explained that uh, Charles Grodin is engaged to Sarah and he's like ring bearer, like, you know, which is like <laughs> said in between his teeth. Um 
or, or just, oh my gosh, when he first meets Sarah and he's just like, may your dreams be the best on the planet and may rainbows and like Charles Grodin yanks him out of there. Just like whenever he's doing that, like over the top, um, when he's not malicious or some demon child, but when he's just like Martin Short in a kid's body, which maybe was the premise. Yeah. Like that movie I would have really enjoyed. Or the one that Philip is describing, which exactly. sounds like Chucky, But I think maybe. those two movies could actually be the same thing, to be honest. I think yeah. I, I I liked Charles Grodin and Martin Short together when they were having fun. Yeah. So, yeah. People could have still summer. died and they still had fun. You know? Absolutely. I truly think it could be Who would have died? Who else would have died? Both of them. I don't know. That would have been sad. That would have just been sad. <laughs> but the dog survives, Bridget. Okay, good. Um, I'm going around a lot on my Hummer. Um, and it's a lot of the stuff we still talked about. So I'm going to talk about something new. Um, there's a rat random sort of lackey of Dabney Coleman, who's just every scene he's in, he's just ridiculously smiling. And oh. it, you have to go back and watch this movie like three <laughs> more times to find it out. Oh but gosh. in the background, he's just like, cheshire cat smiling and then at the final scene with a model explodes he's still like smiling oh my gosh and uh what a fun easter egg yeah nora l like uh for the few scenes she actually watched was like (laughs) this guy (laughs) like yeah he's he's pretty hilarious that's funny Uh, which i just love when there's just a random yeah crazy happy guy i just think of the scene in um big lebowski where there's sort of like trampolining this woman on this beach at this party and there's this one guy with just the biggest grin on his face and <laughs> his his grin is just so funny and it just gets me just abject happiness is funny Aww. i do want to say if you have a subscription to hbo max you can watch this movie as many times as you want to for free that's right free. so it was super easy to access nice that it was a free one um my hummer is also going to be very specific i i agree with your hummers but then um i really enjoyed the furnishings inside of sarah's home Mm. um she had this like gorgeous green like dining room living room cabinet situation (laughs) that was like really pretty it was like modern but kind of i don't know i really enjoyed her her home furnishings so i'm gonna make that my hummer for this uh movie home furnishings this podcast is brought to you by i love it i had a hard time distinguishing between her house and their new house the new house was just like barely it was only that one scene katie and it was like barely decorated it was very sparse yeah and like concrete um (laughs) so it didn't work yeah i yeah yeah. I think I think also because they were in such an established relationship that I had to keep on reminding myself that they didn't live together. Yeah. So um okay. So let's talk about our outfits Ooh. of the week. I'll talk about your outfit, Katie. Yeah, please. Um, because I've as always I've been enjoying it. <laughs> um I appreciate um that you're wearing a looks like a dinosaur hat yeah a t-rex hat of some kind where the teeth come down over your head um and some fake blood maybe kind of to just show like what it would be like to be eaten by a t-rex and then your tank top um that sweat that says 
Um, I don't just like sweets. I am sweets. Oh. And then uh, it's just like a bunch of donuts and like chocolate bars and stuff. And I was like, that's really cute. It's all true. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Thanks for noticing. Thanks for liking it. Um, Well, uh, Phil, I'm going to uh, give you a shout out for even though even though I called it a MacGuffin rocking that Willie Nelson ponytail this whole time, which is a really nicely fitted gray wig. Um, And then that T-shirt that you have on that has like this cartoon perfect rendition um, of of Mary Steenburgen. And she's just uh, at that like. Uh, roadside grill with the um, spatula and it just says um, Mary's steamed burgers one dollar a piece and I love it I thought I was going to say get my name right (laughs) (laughs) she's yes and you you made the shirt Philip you could have made it say that I know look at the chest (laughs) (laughs) the the point is i was looking at it to make sure i got it right and i still just butchered it so i i apologize mary steenberg and can't do it i can't do it okay bridget yes um i enjoy your t-shirt thank you you know especially because you know it uh it says on the front you know dab me once shame on you (laughs) Dabney twice. Well, that's too much Dabney. <laughs> but then on the back, it says JK. And then it just has, I'm crazy for Dabney. And then it's just a bunch of pictures of oh Dabney gosh. Coleman. <laughs> it is thank one you. of the best t shirts we've had. <laughs> yeah, on here. Thank you guys. Dabney once. Shame on me. Dabney twice. When oh. I went to make the shirt, I went to this like t shirt company and they made me like write it down several times because they thought I wasn't. They said they thought I was just saying things wrong. I can't. Right. <laughs> Daphne. Um, it's so I, good. Yeah. The shirts you. you make always make me laugh too much. I know. Oh not, my goodness. It doesn't make any sense. <laughs> <laughs> All right. It's time to decide if this movie is for real. Yeah. I can go first since I chose it. Okay. Well, I was kind of gently asked to choose it from (laughs) jeff s um and i appreciated Kristen w's enthusiasm about it like i want i want this movie to be real because it's got martin short in it and i think he's just the physicality is so funny and i think like we said there's like maybe this is a thing that we just keep discovering but there's like movies that exist around like a lot of like extra nothingness and so I'm having a hard time, like if I'm using the barometer, that's like, is this a this kind of movie or this kind of movie mm-hmm. or this kind of movie? I don't really know where it fits. And I don't know that I want to watch it over and over again. And frankly, I think the priest stuff just like really weirded me out. Oh, I just did not get why that was in there at all. So I'm going to I'm going to say it's not for real. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, go, go ahead, Phil. I'm going to sort of go the opposite of Bridget and say that I really didn't want to like this movie. Um, like I, I just hate the premise of problem tri- children and stuff like that. So I, yeah. I like went into it really 
hating where it was going. And um, surprise, surprise, I sort of hated where it went. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it had its moments. It had some good physical, physical comedy from Martin Short. Um, but yeah, just it wasn't there. I definitely don't want to watch it again. I'd like um, it doesn't have enough for me to ever recommend it to anyone. That sounds harsh, but like it, it had some chuckles, but like, yeah, I, yeah. I just hate these types. I hated problem child. Yeah. And yeah, you know, yeah. So there you go. Well, you didn't say, well, yeah. What do you think? Oh, it's for real. <laughs> <laughs> Three thumbs up. <laughs> no, it is not for real. Our not official real. judges need you to say the well, words. Otherwise they, they can't say mark it. it down. Say it. It's I not feel for like- real. This is exemplary of a week where if we had just had Bridget and Phil weigh in, um, it would have been sufficient because I, I think I, I'm definitely echoing kind of exactly what Phil said, where um, I will say that I was, <laughs> uh, not to offend our brilliant happy birthday artistic yeah, director, uh, but, mean- um, but this was one of the movies where I was definitely not looking forward to watching it. It's like, oh man. Um, but it wasn't what I. Now thought. you know how I felt with Prince of Thieves, well, right? Right. Or yeah, exactly, exactly. For all of my movies. Well, right. No, totally, totally. Um, but I will say that I think the whole uh, like one. I didn't like Problem Child. I so much of what my parents thought is like in my brain too. Like the whole bratty kid violent thing is yeah. so ugh. It's partly why I don't really like the Home Alone franchise very much, even though I recognize that it's like yeah. you know a good movie, but that's not my thing. Kind of what Phil said. But I was surprised to laugh out loud <laughs> at this movie. Like I was surprised at how much I enjoyed Martin Short and Charles Grodin, and I always love. Mary Steenburgen um so like I was it was better than I expected but because as I was watching this I was like this is not the movie it should have been like something what should they have done and I honestly think that they could have gone dark and leaned into the joy at the same time and I think it could have been a much better film I'm kind of fascinated to learn more about like what were they thinking (laughs) like what was this um but yeah I I I, honestly and you know is it for real is such or for real is so subjective but only because I think they kind of like missed an opportunity to have a much much better film there's a good movie here it is there is um I'm gonna say it's it's not for real if anybody out there in our listening community has a tie to this movie please send us a Facebook message (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> We'd love to get you on our podcast talking about. Well, uh, I mean, not to put you on the spot, Bridget, but like Jeff, you said that he really wanted to watch it as a child. He was never allowed to, much like going to Dinosaur not, World. Not allowed to. It was well, He never did. He, he was describing that because he grew up in a very small town that like if they, they were going to go to a movie theater, like the whole family had to agree. Okay. And there was no consensus for, for that. But then when he saw it in college, what did he, he liked it. <laughs> he did like it. He remembered liking it. Yes. Okay. I can see him possibly weighing in from the side. <laughs> a little bit. It's possibly happening right now, but it's not his turn to do that. It's I was just one. Yeah. I was just wondering if it had like, 
an impact on like his artistic sensibilities or I don't know. Cause like some of the lines of this movie, if I watched it as a kid, I would have been like, Oh sweet. Like, I don't know, but most of it would have probably scared the crap out of me. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. Um, all right. Are we ready for our song this week? Yes, yeah. please. Okay. Is it going to be three eleven? we have to tell people why you said that now we were talking about it before that's it that's it because it's katie's birthday maybe we're not yeah we don't know you don't know the year it's a good luck packing anything all right The beginning of that song is really long. Do you know what it is? Uh, Oingo Boingo. No, the song is. Let me. I want. I want to play the chorus. Is that the song okay. that they're dancing to at the party? Oh, now I know. I love it. Okay, if you want to just like have a treat. Just go on YouTube and look up Walk the Dinosaur by the band. It's called Was, parentheses, not was. (laughs) (laughs) And it is is a strange music video. And there's a lot of dancing and a lot of weird band members. Um, But yeah, I was just thinking a lot about this song because of the whole dinosaur world thing. And that's incredible. I like to think there was like a band meeting of what they were going to be called. And like (laughs) half them wanted to be called was and the other half didn't know what they wanted to be called, but it was definitely (laughs) not wanted to be called not was. Uh, I will look it up. (laughs) Please do. I will say I I was mistaking it for I, I can't remember what song they were playing at the party where Martin Short was at. But I think that that scene is used sometimes in this like montage oh, of, of like, like Hollywood. Yeah. yeah. It's interesting. Yeah. Cause he's like in the dance circle, like, Hey, yeah. Yeah. Well, thanks guys for going on this Clifford journey. Thanks for the suggestion. Yeah, that was, it was okay. fun thanks to talk about. To it Jeff S was. and to Kristen W. Yes. Um, yes. And Thank you for Stefan dinosaur lovers out there what i'm glad about is that kristen w talked a lot about stefan because we didn't even though he is a main character yes that's That's a whole other podcast yeah absolutely all right thanks uh till next time see ya toodaloo